Hey, everybody, and especially all the female listeners, all the ladies out there, you want to find out what happens when women break the rules? Subscribe to Unladylike right now in your podcast app. The hosts do obsessive research. They find very surprising stories about women's lives. The first episode covers a woman whose doctor recommended an abortion after she miscarried. She thought insurance would cover it. She got a $7,800 medical bill. They're also going to take on breaking the bronze ceiling, riding a bike without getting harassed, and how to be a business witch. Gotta learn how to be a business witch. Witches used to be a bigger factor in society, and I think it's time we bring them back. Add a delightful dose of feminist rage to your week. Subscribe to Unladylike in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hello to everybody hiding out in their basement. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hey everybody, it's Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. To spy on other people who want to spill their guts on phone calls. It's the best job. Best gig. Thanks for supporting the show and let me do it. A couple things to put out there. Get your tickets for those shows at the Bell House in Brooklyn. They're close to selling out. And uh, they, they may be sold out already. Actually, uh, I'm on vacation right now. I'm on the other side of the world. So, uh, recording this ahead of time. You'll hear the intro uh, in a second. It's the one I recorded right when we hung up the phone. Uh, but I wanted to just drop this, let you guys know I'm on vacation. That's why you're not hearing me read any of the Facebook comments, reaction, interactivity, stuff that a lot of people like. I'll be back in a couple of weeks live and in person updating this thing and all the interactivity surrounding it. In the meantime, enjoy the call and enjoy uh, the intro I had for it right, right as it happened. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Gethard. Happy to bring you another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. A young person, early 20s, college student, confused. Depressed, not sure what to do. Creative, but not sure if that's their ultimate goal. Am I describing myself? Yeah, 25 years ago. I'm also describing today's caller, person I had a lot in common with, person that I felt very comfortable with. And I'll say this, as always, there's some, yeah, there's some episodes I made out with my teacher. There's some episodes I, uh, I, I, almost, I almost died and had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. Great, those are all great. But you know what else is great? Is that sometimes someone just calls up and tells us who they are where they're at in life, how they're doing, and it's me and them having a comfortable hour of chit-chat. So if you like that side of the show, you are in luck, my friend, because this is a great example of that. I had a good time, funny moments. I feel like I said a couple funny things. Caller made me laugh a bunch of times. Enjoyed it. Caller, if you're out there, thank you for calling. And like I say a number of times throughout the call, I think you're going to be all right. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, is this Chris? Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just never thought I'd ever get on. No, I'm glad you're here. I also have to say, I had no Usually I hear some (laughs) phone noise or some background. I've never heard a cleaner, clearer phone connection than yours. Oh wow, I'm I'm honored. Are you an artist? You on a landline? No, I'm in my basement. I'm like, my dad, I, I like, when I got on hold, I was like, oh my God, dad, don't talk to me. I'm making a phone call. And he's like, what? What's happening? And I was like, I'm going down to the basement. And he was like, okay. You get reception Weirdo. that clear from your basement. 
That's your basement reception? Yeah. You must live. Yeah. This is, oh, my God. I'm, I've never been more jealous actually, of anybody. <laughs> I'm actually from uh, Belmar, New Jersey. So Belmar. <laughs> used place. to go down the shore, baby. Yeah. Jersey Shore. Used to go there when yeah. I was a kid. My, uh, my best friend when I was a very young kid. I've mentioned him on the show. He's passed away. R.I.P. My friend Josh. <laughs> His family used to go to Belmar. We used to go there, I remember being very young, four or five years old, seeing a family of ducks cross the street, blew my mind. Formative experience in my childhood, Belmar, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't want to give away myself at all, but like, I just saw you in Asbury when you were at doing Beautiful Anonymous. And Talking about the live amazing. show. Thanks. Yeah, that's rad. You came out. I liked that. House of Independence. Great venue. I enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. Ending things hard, hardcore. Now, wait, I should say you're from Belmar, the shore town, right? Because I think there's also a Belmar, yeah. right? Isn't there also a B-E-L-L-M-A-W-R? Because Jersey likes to do things in very confusing fashion. Yeah, I'm not from the confusing one. I'm right at the shore. <laughs> I'm sure they say the same thing about you guys, though. That you're the confusing one. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. I yeah, love New they Jersey. Do. Everybody knows I love New Jersey. Also, I can imagine <laughs> late June. We're taping this late June, living down the Jersey Shore. If you live, is it like yeah. eight months of the year it's desolate, and then four months of the year Belmar's just overrun with drunk people? Yeah, it's act. It makes me so mad because like every day I go for a ride by the beach in my car, and like um, I'm a bad driver, and I get pretty bad like road rage, <laughs> and uh. so like during the summer months. It gets crazy, and like I just want to punch someone, like because <laughs> everyone's it's so crowded, and like all the rest of the year I had the streets to myself, and it was quiet, and now it's just like it feels like it's not my town anymore. <laughs> Never has a more Jersey Shore native sent couple sentences been uttered. Just like this is my <laughs> this is my town most of the year, and now I cruise down the boardwalk. I want to punch everybody in the face. Very Jersey Shore. Real Jersey Shore. Not MTV Jersey Shore. Not spray tans and crazy accents. Real Jersey Shore. We yeah. live here. Send those bennies home. Send those bennies home. Exactly. But a lot of people listening don't don't know what a Benny is. I am a Benny, technically, right? You know that. Yeah. For Yeah, there used to be like a section in the newspaper where it would be like, it'd show a picture of someone and it would say Benny or local and you had to guess. And like the next (laughs) week, I would tell you. For anybody who's listening, (laughs) I I thought that was the funniest thing. For anybody who's listening, I'll explain to my understanding. You correct me if I'm wrong. So, you know, Jersey Shore is a very popular summer destination. People go there. A lot of people like to party. So it becomes overrun with people in their 20s partying. And natives, the year round natives, have taken to calling those people Bennies. Because I believe it stands for Bergen, Essex, Nork, New York, meaning you're, the people from Bergen and Essex counties, people from Nork and New York come down and invade. Bennies. Is that true? Is that what you've heard? Yeah. I think there's other, That's exactly it. <laughs> there's other variations of what they might stand for, but I've always heard Bergen, Essex, Nork, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. another thing. And all my friends. Oh, go for it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all my friends, I go to college in uh, New York, and, um, like, they're all like, Jersey sucks, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's my pride and joy. Uh, like, the only reason I left was to, like, broaden my horizons a little bit, but, like, I always want to go back, and I love it coming home. Oh, it's all I want. A comedian, I'm up all night <laughs> doing sets. I got to run around going to shows and clubs, Brooklyn and Manhattan, so I got to be on the subways. If I didn't. Back to Jersey in a heartbeat. Jersey's the best. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. Did you want to talk about Jersey for an hour? Is that why you called? Because I'm down. But I imagine <laughs> no. I should cut that off because I could. So I should cut that off and ask you what you called for. <laughs> no, I mean, I could talk about it for an hour, but that's not exactly why I called. Um, so like I said, I just uh, I go to college in New York and um, I have a group of friends there. And it's it's I don't want to compare it to the, the TV show friends, but like all my roommates are dating like these other like roommates that are boys and they're all dating kind of. And, um, I like, there's only one boy who's not dating anyone in the, in my room. Oh, like, I'm sorry. It's so confusing. But, um, I told him that I liked him cause I do, I like him like a whole lot. And I told him about it. And like, I sound like a teenage girl, but like, I don't like people a whole lot, like in general, so for me to like like someone and actually tell them about it, it was like the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. I got to say, you saying, I like him a whole lot, heart melting. One of the heart, <laughs> most heartwarming moments in the history of this show. This is a simple... <laughs> really? Some of these calls... Well, some of these calls get very dark, complex, layered. Then there's something to be said for, I like a boy. I told him it was scary. That's gripping stuff in its own right. <laughs> How'd it go? How'd he react? Yeah, I feel like it was, there's like so much backstory to this. So that's what makes it hard. But like, I'll try to do it the best I can. Um, He's kind of like asexual, but he's not because then he would be. But <laughs> like, he's never told any one of his friends. Like I've talked to his friends and he's never said he liked a girl like his whole life. So like, wow. he's very distant in that aspect. So I told him, and, like, we had been talking for, like, two years. Like, we've really gotten to know each other. And, like, I've never met someone more like me. And so, yeah, I, I at first I said, like, I don't know if this is sudden or if you were expecting it because he's, like, very hard to read. And he was like, no, I think I sort of knew. Like, I sort of knew you liked me. And I was like, okay. And I told him I wanted to tell him. I told him right before, like, the last day of school because I wanted – a break like that three month period where like if he did like me then great we would see each other over the summer and if he didn't then I would have that space and that distance to get over it you know yeah and um and so I told him I was like I need it I wanted to tell you before the summer and then he was like so I could think about it and I was like okay and then like he was like yeah I don't know I don't know how to respond and I was like on like in my head that was honestly like if anyone else said that I would be like discouraged but because it was him and he, like, doesn't show any emotion, like, in that regard. I was kind of happy. He, um, when he said he knew he liked me, like, he didn't pull away from me, like, at all. Like, in the past couple months, we've been just getting closer and closer. So I thought it was good. The only problem was, like, I didn't get any closure. Like, I wish he kind of said, was like, yes, I like you. Or, like, no, I don't like you. Because now I have three months to be like, he sort of likes me. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, very weird. That's rough. Do want to say? Yeah. I do want to quote you. You did say one sentence I really loved. You said he's asexual, but he's not because then he would be, which is perhaps the most millennial <laughs> sentence ever said. For our older <laughs> listeners, I think I'm just outside of the millennial range, but I think I am known as someone who kind of gets it with my work. I think I'm known for millennials tend to see me as an old, an old head who maybe gets it. The sentence, he's asexual, mm -hmm. but he's not, because then he would be. For many of our older <laughs> listeners, 
they are viewing that as the most millennial. That takes the crown. That takes the title belt <laughs> as far as most millennial thing ever said. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, where is he from? He doesn't live on the East Coast, huh? He goes to school in New York, but he doesn't live around here. Else, you guys could yeah. hang out, explore, explore this. Uh... Yeah, he's from he's from Long Island, so not too far, but like like a four hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. People don't realize. People think Jersey and Long Island must be right near each other. Nope, Long Island is a real island. You have to travel pretty yeah. far to get to it. And then when you're on Long Island, people don't realize you can drive forever and still be in Long Island. <laughs> made that mistake. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. You guys talking on the texting, Snapchatting, Facebooking? Nah, Facebook yeah. is too played out. You're too young. You don't like Facebook. You're too young. You like Instagram and Snapchat, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we have a... I, now I sound like so young and stupid. But no, like, not stupid. Young, yes. Like a... <laughs> I hate when people write off young people as stupid. It's not the truth. You sound young, but you don't sound stupid. No, don't apologize. Uh-huh. But yeah, like we have a 60-day snap streak, so that's good, I guess. <laughs> I want to like, say you just yeah, you dethroned know. the prior sentence. 60-day snap streak <laughs> is actually the most millennial <laughs> thing ever, ever I've ever heard. Like I, I, I knew what I was saying. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. No. Like, yeah. Can't apologize. <laughs> young people, we make young people apologize for being young. I hate that. Young people are, oh, if you, once I lose touch with young people as a comedian, as an artist, retiring. I got no time for it. You got to stay in touch with the youth, man. You got to stay in touch. 60-day snap streak. That being said, I have Snapchat on my phone. Legit do not know what it is for. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So what do yeah. you... Yeah, so... Uh... So you said he he's, he's asexual. Is that, just, is that just his vibe or is that something he has said as far as... Is that how he has defined his own sexuality? No, like, it's just how everyone kind of sees him. Like, his, I'm very good friends with his roommate. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure doesn't even, like, look at her. Oh, my God, I just said his name. I'm so sorry. We'll bleep um, that. We're going to mark the time code. We're going to bleep <laughs> okay. his name. That's okay. It's also perhaps the most common <laughs> name in the English language. So I think you're... You're good. Yeah. It's one of the top, top <laughs> two male names. Yeah, no, we'll bleep it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, so his roommate was like, I don't think he's ever liked anyone. Like, I I don't think he even looks in the direction of girls or, like, or boys or anyone. Like, he just never, never expresses his feelings towards that. And then it was interesting, though, because, like, as we were getting to know each other, he, his roommate kind of like changed his mind and he was like, I don't know. Like, now I'm kind of doubting it. Like he seems to like you in a, in a, in a better way than most people. So that made me feel good. Cause like, I've never, I've never been in a relationship. I've never had a relationship. I'm not, I'm not ugly, but I'm not the prettiest girl out there. So like, boys don't te- like usually attract towards me. I don't know. Wow. Now, hold no, it was a good feeling. Now, I have to ask, and I'm not <laughs> asking you to speculate, and I'm not saying this with any judgment in my in in my tone. I hope this is true, but I think there's something to be said for world more so than ever. Young people, in particular, a real beautiful moment, a, a movement lately, a, a culturally of being open minded. You said he doesn't seem interested mm-hmm. in people. 
college is also an age where I think people tend to figure out their own sexuality. Is there any thought to you of like, he might be figuring that out? He might, he might define him. He might, there might be a part of him that's keeping that guarded because he's not exactly sure where he lands on that spectrum. Is that something you've thought about? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I think, yeah, I definitely think he's never been presented with the thought of like liking someone. And that when I told him I liked him, then like kind of forced him maybe to think about who he's attracted to, whether it's girls, boys, no one, like it depends. And like, I, I mean, I want to give him that space and I don't want him to force any decisions. If he, I don't want to force him at all. And I think he might, part of it might be he's figuring it out. And I just want to give him his time with that. that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's the way it should be. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to put this out here. I like you. Now go take your time. Take a summer. Sort it out. You come back next fall and you say, hey, I think maybe I'm swinging the other direction. That's great. You figured it out. I gave you your space. I think that's cool. Thanks. I don't like that yeah, you said you're not the problem. prettiest. I don't like that. That breaks my heart. <laughs> I don't like I mean, I don't... <laughs> I don't think I'm ugly by any standards. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm okay looking. I'm fine with the way I look. <laughs> I accept it. That's good. I mean, because it is. I'm, I look in the mirror. I'm like, I'm not an Adonis. But I, I you know what I don't like? I don't like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, you tell me if I'm overreacting. I don't like that okay. in our culture, young women have to have to even gauge themselves. I don't think that's, I just don't think it's cool that, that sentence even needs to come out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I don't it's, like that. One thing that really bothers me is that, like, I used to, like, like I, I, like I said, I go to school in New York, and, like, you know, catcalling's a big thing. And, um, like, so one time this guy said something to me. Like, he was, like, I think he was homeless. It doesn't matter. But he was, like, oh, hey, pretty girl. And I was, like, or, like, it was something worse to that effect, but he said something to me. And, like, it was so sad for because for a moment I felt like good about myself and I was like, oh, someone noticed me. But then like I feel like it's so messed up that like I have to be harassed in order to feel beautiful. Like it doesn't. Oh, oh. Like that's not how things should be. That is like, heartbreaking. Okay. That is heartbreaking. <laughs> that is also. Uh, yeah. I, that is also. You you see sometimes you know I've seen it on Facebook or you've, I've seen a couple of videos online. Where there are some men who are like, I'm giving compliments. People should feel good. Like this is the argument that that some of cat callers give for why they're actually performing a public service, which is not the case, I don't think. Yeah. 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 It's it's sad, but I get hopefully it'll get better. I don't know. Oh, I think it always does. And you sound like such you sound like such a confident person. You sound like a confident. You don't sound. I, sometimes people call this show and they're more nervous than I've ever heard a human being be. You're down to just talk. You <laughs> seem so confident and cool. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. Really? <laughs> I'm I'm not super confident at all. <laughs> oh, you're shy, and it's all this call is your secret <laughs> outlet. So this phone call is your secret outlet to get all these <laughs> hidden thoughts out into the world. Definitely. Like I told I told my therapist I also have depression. <laughs> But it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's but okay. like, uh, I told her, but like, there's like, I don't want to discredit her as a therapist, but like, sometimes I don't think she gets what I'm saying. And like, she's so nice. Like, I don't want to like hurt her feelings by going to like a different therapist. 
but I'm also like, I need to see someone who understands what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, but like, <laughs> I, that was a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I told her about it and I told my best friend, but like, I don't know, it's like nice to just talk about it. And it's just very cathartic to, like, I feel like I'm, bo- like, especially with my best friend, I feel like I'm bothering her. Like, she, she would never say that. She, like, she's always like, oh, I'll listen to whatever you have to say. I'm supportive. And, but like, I don't know, to a certain point, you're like, in my own brain, I'm like, she doesn't want to hear about this. Like, don't bother it with her. So it's nice that you kind of have to listen. I do. I get it's my, talk. It's my job. I'm on the clock. You say whatever. Can't hang up. <laughs> Can't hang up. No. I'm shackled to this phone call. No escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nice thing. Not for, not for you, I guess, but I think for me. No, I'm enjoying this greatly. You seem like such a sweet person. We come from the same place. I feel a real bond. I'm feeling a real connection, a real <laughs> comfort here. Uh, I hope you feel the same. Yeah. No. I do. Like when I was on hold, my heart like li- literally started racing, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say because like, <laughs> I honest to be honest, I just woke up at like twelve because I wasn't feeling so good, so I, I I slept all day, and um, and like I was I was like so nervous, but now like that I'm actually talking with you, it just feels it feels like I'm talking to like a friend who I've known forever. Like it really does. <laughs> well, nice. Well, it sounds like you have an affinity for uh, non-masculine boys. <laughs> And I think I, I think I fit right into that slot. Nobody ever claimed nobody, nobody ever claimed I was the alpha, the alpha energy. Nobody ever claimed I was a pit bull of a man. No, I'm I'm attracted to all sorts of men. I love I love men. So you're boy crazy. You're a little boy crazy. Yeah, like more now. Like when I was younger, I like really didn't like anyone, and I think like once. My sophomore year of college happened, which was last year. I just, like, kind of, I don't know, it all kicked in. Like, puberty happened. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're, I was a late bloomer, too. And now, all of a sudden, you're just like, you're on the prowl. <laughs> now, now, hold, yeah, I guess so. Hold on. Jersey Shore, Summer Fling. This is like a classic New Jersey experience. You live in Belmar. Why don't yeah. you think about hooking up with some Benny? Some Benny who's down here for two weeks? You know what, on that hot question, hot ask, we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a break. Because I'm telling, I'm, and I'm telling, anybody, anybody who grows up in the New York metro area knows a fling with a, a Jersey Shore fling, a legit question. Can't wait to hear the answer. In the meantime, though, we got advertisers, they make the show happen. Check out what they have to offer. Use the promo codes, it really helps Beautiful Anonymous out when you do. We'll be right back with more phone call. It's a fresh new year. 2018 has begun And you're probably setting new goals for your business, right? Look, it's extremely difficult to reach those goals without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you go about finding those people. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates, invites them to apply. Okay, they'll review every application. They'll identify those top candidates. You're not going to miss a great match with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. Okay, other other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter is not like them. ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter 
the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Post your jobs up there for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. One more time. You want to try it for free? Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I love therapy. I stand by therapy. I've been a public advocate for therapy, and I like anything that makes therapy accessible, modern, easy for you to try. I know you can't imagine fitting anything else into your life, right? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work, at home, chat about life. There's no judgments. There's also no commutes, no leaving the office. It's easy. You just need a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. You can improve your mental health. Take care of your physical health. Take care of your mental health already. Step up and do it. Remember, therapy is also, it doesn't have to be dramatic. It's not always just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's about practical everyday strategies for stress management, for living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person to talk to, someone who's trained to listen, someone who can help you make some positive changes. And the Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com beautiful. Use the code beautiful to get $30 off your first month Show your support for this show. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Thanks so much to all the advertisers who take a chance on this show. It means so much. Thank you guys a million times over. Now, let's get back to the phone call. Thinking about hooking up with some <laughs> Benny? Some Benny who's down here for two weeks? Uh, Probably not. Like, I, like I, It's so hard to explain because, like, I, I am boy crazy, like, in a, in a sense where, like, I see a guy and I'll be like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Like, I would I would kiss his face. I would do everything. <laughs> so I would kiss his face? <laughs> yeah. So you see boys right now. Like, as, as you're a, You are a teenager <laughs> who's – you just proclaimed that you – puberty is fully kicking in for you currently. <laughs> Little late bloomer. And you're instinct. You'll see a boy walk down the street. You want to run up and just smooch all over his face. I guess so. Wow, okay. I like I wouldn't actually do it, but like I want to <laughs> I hear you. No, consent. But, um, consent is very important. Very important. Yeah. And you've exactly. Never, you've never but, been um, in a relationship, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never yeah, I've never had my first kiss yet. I'm oh, I'm really? twenty one. <laughs> you're twenty one. Yeah. Oh, you're right. you need you're yeah. looking for that kiss. You want to kiss some face. Yeah. It's like, and like, I know it doesn't matter, like, nah. what age it happens, but it just feels like I'm, <laughs> I'm late to the, to the party, I guess. Oh, that's okay. I mean, you're laughing about it and it'll yeah. come in time and, uh, I bet it'll yeah. be, I bet it'll be rad when it goes down. And you know what? Now you're, yeah. now you're of legal drinking age. And if you really want to mm-hmm. just get that first kiss over with, I think that that's going to be an asset in your quest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, part of me, like, wants to just, like, be, like get it over with, and I'm sure it could happen easily at any bar. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, you live like that. You live in Belmar, New Jersey, and you're 21. If you really want it to happen, you could make it happen. It's summer in Belmar. (laughs) Exactly. And like, but at the same time, I do want it to be like special. And I'm like thinking, like, I'm not just, I don't think I should just like give it, like, I act like it's a big thing, like a tip, but like, I should just like do it if I don't have feelings for the person or anything like I do want it to be special and I don't know if that's like stupid of me or like I don't know I <laughs> I feel no. like it should be special I of don't course know. of course and I, <laughs> I think one of the fun things is you know it's easy to overthink this but one of the fun things is it'll be special whether it's with your asexual boy crush or whether it is <laughs> you have a couple drinks one night and you're out at the bar at closing time I bet when it does happen, it's going to happen. Be- you seem like the type of person that you, it's, you seem like you have such a good, you've clearly thought hard about this. And I bet when it goes down, it's going to go down because you're like, thumbs up. I'm comfortable. This is the way it should be. I bet it's, it's going to feel special, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You got any plans to meet up yeah, with this Yeah, I overthink boy? everything. I get that. You and me, um, similar people. You, you and me <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Kids from New Jersey who overthink <laughs> things and fall in love with unattainable people. Yes, we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, I like sometimes I overthink to the point where like I have a headache. Like it's just, uh, it's not, it's not good. I like create problems in my head a lot. That's a big thing that I have problems with. I get that. But I've been there. Mm-hmm. Lifelong fight against that. <laughs> yeah. You said you slept in because you're sick. Was that was that physical or is that part of this? You got the depression, you got the anxiety. It's both, I think, because like I've just been having like a very rough week and like and for no reason at all, like nothing happened that would make me upset. But like I just am. And then I also have um, juvenile diabetes and like my A1C numbers are just incredibly high. And like I don't I'm doing everything and I don't know why they're acting up but that's a bummer and now juvenile diabetes does that stick with you for your whole life or is that something that as you get older it fades away or does that just mean it sets in when you're a kid uh no it sticks with you your whole life it i got it when i was born so i've had it when you were <laughs> forever, one it feels like yes yeah, yeah. a factor in your life yeah it's more of an in- inconvenience yeah. than anything else i would say yeah, do you have to do injections? It could be a lot worse. You got one of those hip packs? What are we? Yeah, I do injections like with uh, the, they're called like pen needles. Um, I had like a pump, but that was the worst in my opinion. Like, cause especially when I was in high school or like, I, I not high school, uh, middle school I had it. And like, it sticks out of your skin. And like, people were like bumping into it and it was like falling out. And oh, it, nice. I had like an Omnipod, so it's like portable and like, it was the worst, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, middle school is not a time you want to be different in any way, yeah. let alone have a device implanted in your skin that randomly <laughs> falls out. I would imagine that's not the ideal middle school <laughs> setup yeah. for a shy, anxiety-riddled young lady. Yeah, like, no one ever really... I mean, I didn't particularly like my middle school or high school, but, like, I mean, no one gave me a hard time, really, about it. So that was nice. Like, I, I remember one, only one time... Or like, Times like a kid asked me like, "Oh, what's on your arm?" And I was like, "Oh, I have a, I have a mechanical arm." And I just like, made up a story. And, like, nice. Just kind of went with that. 
That's nice. I like you. We're we're uh, the same. Did you do a what? Because you're you, you. So you hid out throughout high school. Kept you played it chill. Mm-hmm. Did you do a ton mm-hmm. of activities? Were you an activities person? Not really. I just did. Um, I did like the plays and stuff. And um, I did. I've I've done improv my whole life. Like since I was eight. What? So I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Where? Where do you do improv when you're eight in New Jersey? <laughs> Yeah, it's like my uncle, he he always loved improv and things like that. And he was a high school teacher. And like to make a little extra money over the summer, he would do like improv classes at this rec center near our house. In a, in a, in actually. And um Well, be let's be careful cuz like, people can almost definitely find out who your uncle is now. So let's invoke the rule <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, true, true. Can we be cool and not maybe we should bleep the name of the town? Although, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good yeah. town, <laughs> quality town. I got family that lives near that town. That's a quality town. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, just, no. I feel like I'm just talking, just like you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no apologies. <laughs> and you drop a good Jersey reference with me. Everybody knows that's a good way to butter me up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, me and my sister were forced to do this like improv class over the summer. And, like, I just happened to really like it. My sister didn't like it. She quit the fir- after, like, the first year. And then I just stuck with it. And now I love it. And, like, I'm I'm a part of my college's team. And, like, I really, I love it. Now, hold on a second. Because here's another thing we have in common. But here's the thing I want to explore. Because people used to ask me this mm-hmm. as well. People used to ask me this as well. So I want to ask you your version of this. You're someone, you're very shy. Mm-hmm. You're very shy. You've said you don't usually express things. This phone call is an outlet. A lot of you don't usually talk this much. You don't usually like people. You don't usually reach out to people. Never been kissed. You're shy. You're trying to figure it out. And yet you get on stage since you're eight. Get on stage in college, New York City, intimidating place. How is it that you're so expressive on stage and yet you clam up off stage? People used to ask me as well. I wonder what your answer is. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like in my personal life I'm very like like I said like shy and and, and and introverted but like but at the same time I've always wanted like attention but never knew how to get it I guess and like I it's like weird because I crave attention but also reject it when it when it comes my way in a in a sense and so like I feel like improv was like my attempt to like get attention and like maybe not I didn't do this like subconsciously, but I thought about it too. So I was like, I think improv was like my way of getting attention and for people to see like, I don't want to like be cocky or anything, but like see that I'm funny or like that I'm like smart and like witty sometimes. And then, then like the, kind of leave it up there, leave it up on stage that people like, oh, she's like cool. But then like when I'm normal, I could just be shy and <laughs> introverted, I guess. I'm going to go ahead and make a proclamation. I've never felt like I had more in common with the callers to this show <laughs> than a young person spending that summer in Jersey wondering if their college crush is thinking about them too, feeling shy off stage. The only place people see the real me is on stage. I can't figure out how to summon that to the depths in my regular life, nor do I know if I even want to. The only difference between yeah. me and you is that I had my first kiss at 15, but that was a miracle. Lost my virginity at 17. And that was only because I found someone extremely kind. Extremely kind. 
who had, we dated for many years, and that was happenstance. That's going to happen for you. I don't think I've ever felt more in common with a person than you, my young New Jersey friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels good not to be alone in all, in all of this. Me and I you. Guess. Me and you were in it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, um, oh my God, I totally, oh, this is a little like a little bit of a di- digression, but not really, I guess. Like, um, last year I went to DCM and I, I saw you at, at like the midnight shows. Oh, for anybody who doesn't know, DCM is the Del Close Marathon. It's an annual improv festival the Upright Citizens Brigade puts on, theater where I started 17 years ago. It's like a big celebration, big comedy celebration. You saw me in all those crazy late night shows. You didn't see me do any actual good shows, huh? <laughs> no, like I was supposed to be there all three days because like my team was performing one of the days. But, yeah. um, like, like I, I got sick, like, the first night. Because it takes so much out of you, just, like, waiting out, outside and <laughs> in line. And, like, I was exhausted. And, uh, yeah. And, like, we stayed up. We watched shows. Yeah. We watched shows until, like, 5 in the morning. And then we are like, we got to go. Like, it's, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's fun, though. Fun times. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Is this boy, this boy does improv with you? He's part of your group? No. He, but he comes to all the shows, though, because, like, because we are good friends. And then, like, his roommate also does it. But, like, last year, it was just me. It wasn't his roommate that did it, and he still came to the shows. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I think you're going to yeah. wind up <laughs> A-OK. I think you're going to wind up A-OK. How's that sound? That sounds, that would be ideal, I, I hope. Yeah. I think you got a lot to offer. I like. You like what? <laughs> I, I, I forget what I was going to say already. I was going to say, I think you have a lot to offer. I think you're a very emotionally mm-hmm. in tune, well-spoken young person. I think you're hiding out a little mm-hmm. too much. I think you know that. I think you're going to figure out how to stop doing that. And I think you're going to rock ass all over this world whatever you choose to do i don't know why i went with that phrase but i just think it's gonna apply to you no that's always been my number one goal to rock ass so yeah i hope you do it <laughs> my number one goal is to rock ass. <laughs> way to stick it to me the quiet sarcasm that i said something dumb well done well done. No, that I love that. I'm going to use that phrase. <laughs> I do. I think you're going to. I think you. I think you can come out. What do you study? Yeah. What do you study in school? Um, I study uh, business management and marketing. Is that what you want to do? Or you want to do comedy? <laughs> I mean, it's not my. I never really knew what I wanted to do, and like, I went to college like wanting to open my own thrift store. That was like my main goal. That's like what I wanted to do. My own thrift store. But then I realized very Yeah. And then like I realized very quickly that like that takes a lot of work and time and energy that I know I don't have and don't have the passion for. But I kind of just stuck with it. Because like, I mean, I didn't not like the classes or anything. They were fine. And like I was doing, I was doing fairly well. And um, so I stuck with it. But, like, ideally, I would love to be in comedy or even music. I'd love to sing and play piano. But, um, yeah. 
That's cool. Well, I can say from my end, getting a degree that you don't really care about because you don't feel like starting a new major, at least in my experience, turned out, turns out pretty okay. Yeah. Turns out pretty okay. Yeah. I picked mm-hmm. one a lot easier than business, though. That's a good degree to have. That's a good degree <laughs> to have if you ever need to. That's what you should do. Get a degree like that, business mm-hmm. management. You chase your music dreams. You chase your comedy dreams. They don't work out. You can go manage a business. It's a pretty good fallback plan. Yeah, I I was like, it's broad enough that like I could pretty much go into anything. Like if I really wanted to, if I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. Yeah. So I thought it. I I mean, it's good. <laughs> yeah. And a thrift shop. Why'd you want to th- start a thrift shop? Oh, I didn't. I didn't say. Oh, a thrift shop. I um. Did you not yeah, say I, that? Like, there's one here in my house. No, I did. I'm sorry. I'm I'm always like a little bit flustered. I'm sorry. Yeah, for some um, reason we were totally comfortable for like the first 35 minutes of this, and now I'm making you extremely <laughs> nervous, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just. I know what I'm it is. All over the place. I know the what it is. I said some compliments, and you can't handle that. I said some positive <laughs> things. You didn't like that. You've been flustered ever since. You probably beat red in the basement. You beat red, and your <laughs> insulin levels are are skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably are. <laughs> My face is probably red. <laughs> I mean, I have pink like skin. So is that right? Though you've been giggling ever since I said that you seem cool and full of potential. Is that is that? Am I right, or am I forcing that? No, I mean, I think I mean I didn't notice it, but I I pro- you're probably right. <laughs> giggling like a mad woman ever since <laughs> yeah i have i have the giggles all the time <laughs> oh, it's not good i've picked up on that yeah yeah i've noticed and then everyone's like oh you must be so happy and well put together and i'm like haha no <laughs> yeah yeah similar similar people the dialogue in your head doesn't always match what's going on with the, with yeah, the exactly. people see people see and what's going on inside, they don't always match. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing the therapist. Definitely. You're finding ways to express yourself. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I went to therapy yesterday. And I was so embarrassed because, like, I came an hour early because I thought it was at 5, but it wasn't. It was at 6. And then I felt, I was like, I like just sat in the waiting room for an hour because <laughs> I had nothing better to do. <laughs> I had therapy yesterday <laughs> as well. At therapy on Skype. Really? Yeah. Me and you. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those ones where I didn't have all that much to say, but I was still glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always good just to say something. Yeah. Well, it's also nice to remember you've set aside an hour of your life to uh, care for yourself and hold that in reserve so that yeah. should you need to say something, you have it. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I didn't even know I had depression until I hit, like, a wall, like, last summer. Like, I just, all of a sudden, I was just like, I'd rather not exist anymore. Like, I didn't necessarily want to kill myself or anything like that. But, like, if I could just, like, evaporate and dissolve (laughs) into, like, the universe, that would be perfect. (laughs) Bummer. But then, yeah, but then I, I told my mom, I was like, I need to talk to someone, I think. And then she was like, okay. And then, like, going to therapy really helped. And I feel a lot better. So That's good. That's super. It's getting uh, better. 
kudos to you that you just pulled the trigger and went for that. It took me years. Yeah. It's very responsible yeah. of you. Yeah, I think I have like enough self-control to know that I would never do anything to myself or like hurt myself or anything. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to not feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like you got some good parents. Oh, they're great. I love them so much. <laughs> That's cool. We got about 20 Yeah, like I never left. went through. Oh, you go. You go. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like I never went through that phase where I was like, oh, I hate my mom or like I hate my dad. Like <laughs> I've always been really close with them and like we love each other a lot. So yeah. I, that sounded weird when I said it like that, but. <laughs> I never had that. There was no, a stretch. There was a stretch where I felt very distant because of some self. When my, when I when I was your age, when I was twenty or no nineteen, my parents sold my childhood home. They also didn't know I was falling into the pit mm -hmm. of what would later come to be a uh, critically praised uh, depression. Um, many years <laughs> later, it would be met with critical praise via X HBO. Um, but they sold my house in the midst of that, and I cut them off for a summer. I didn't want to talk to them that much. But I always loved my parents. Mm -hmm. My parents are the best. I always had me and my dad. My dad was a hard working, stressed out man. There were time. There was a stretch. I also mm -hmm. realized my mom, very Irish Catholic, and kind of used my dad as a tool of like, when your father gets home, we will deal with this. So I was kind of scared of my dad, and my dad yeah. would just walk in and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'd be like, "Ah, ah! <laughs> like so scared because of the setup." And that was not fair to my dad. So my dad and I had to, yeah. I had to kind of realize, oh, my dad's a pretty rad dude. My dad's retired now. Yeah. <laughs> He's into photography. He takes lots of pictures of animals he sees. It's a pretty sweet life. Yeah, he sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, pretty good guy. Pretty good guy. I'm <laughs> lucky. Very lucky. Now we got 20 minutes yeah. left. What else do we want to talk about? What do, what, um, okay, here's a, I'm going to put it on the table. This this first kiss, okay. this first kiss. We getting it over with this summer? We got to commit to this, or are we just going to let it roll? Okay. What do you think? I'm going to pause there and just note about myself. For for someone who has made many claims throughout his career that like punk rock is this guiding influence, I sure do spend a whole lot of time talking about how much I like my dad, like the most punk rock impulse. But it's the truth. Anyway, since I've broken up the flow, we might as well hear from our advertisers, our sponsors, the people who help me bring this show to you for free. Uh, do check out what they have to offer. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. Use the promo codes. It helps Beautiful Anonymous when you do, and we'll be right back. Everybody's got New Year's resolutions right now. Here's one you can actually keep. Add stamps.com to your business. It'll make you save a ton of time and money this year. I can vouch for this. I've vouched for it before. I will tell you, my my wife, my lovely, beautiful wife, who I love, is a musician, and her band put out an album. And we're talking DIY. We're talking punk rock. We're talking a lot of LPs sitting in my house that they need to get boxed up and out the door. Do you know how much time it saved to be able to use stamps.com from the comfort of our own home? Her bandmates would come over, printing things out, bring them all, drop them all off. Right, it, it, was, it saved a lot of time, saved a lot of money. It was a lifesaver. And it helped. It helped a small business run. I've seen it with my own eyes. Been in a living room watching it happen. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your 
computer. It's a better way to get postage, okay? You can use your own computer to print official U.S. postage for any letter or package. No more uh, lug-in mail. You can have the mailman pick it up. You don't even have to leave your office. It is hassle-free. Saves you time and money. I can endorse it. Big thumbs up personally because I've watched it go down. I've used it. You've heard about it. It's a good time. Right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. If you want a happier new year, go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in beautiful. That's Stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Thank you again so much to everybody who uh, helps make this show happen. Now let's finish off this phone call. We getting it over with this summer? We got to commit to this, or are we just gonna let it roll? Okay. What do you think? Ooh, um, you know, maybe I'll just do it, cause like. I don't want to force it. I'm not trying to force I, you to smooch. No. No, no. I know. I won't. Like, I won't let other. I mean, trust me. Like, my friends have been like, just do it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it's ultimately up to me, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be good for me, in a sense. Like, just, like, maybe go out and have fun, for one. And, like, you gotta do have something. fun. Hey, here's the thing I'll say, and it doesn't necessarily just relate to kissing. You gotta go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. You gotta give yourself permission to do that. And believe me, if you clearly know my work, you're an improv nerd. These, <laughs> these are my people. Uh, if there's anybody, if there's anybody... Who's who's lived like you have? It's me from New Jersey, depressed. You gotta. I my main regret. I'll tell you one of my main regrets in life is there was a stretch of life where it was expected for me to have a lot of fun, and I had almost no mm-hmm. fun. And if I could get those years back, I would. I would. And I don't say that about too yeah. many stretches of my life as far as regrets go, but I think about a few of those years at Rutgers where. I knew, and it was, I mean, it was medical, and it was hard, and it was scary, and if there's any regret, it's just, man, I could have had more fun. Could have had more fun. I was scared, I was sad, I was hurting, (laughs) it needed treatment, I didn't get that treatment you have. I think that's so beautiful and commendable. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Have fun while you're young. Yeah. Jersey Shore. I've definitely noticed that, like, a lot of times when, like, I'm feeling sad or, like, I don't want to interact with people like in my head i'm like don't go out because you're just gonna be like sad and you want you'll want to go home but like every time i do go out when i'm sad i always end up having a good time and feeling better and i'm like why don't i just tell myself that because i know it's true so just go out well i'm pretty convinced i'm pretty because you have that feeling i'm gonna be bummed out i'm gonna feel out of place i'm gonna bum other people i'm gonna harsh everybody else's good time nobody wants that nobody wants me around doing that but I'm also pretty convinced. I am convinced that depression is this thing that wants to live on. It wants to dominate. And that internal dialogue spends a lot of time convincing you to listen to it. And that when you do those things that go in the other direction, you actually conquer it. You know, I feel like that's the depression. Going, yeah. Hey, don't go out. Don't go out. You don't want to be miserable. You make other people miserable. You listen to that. That's so it can survive. It's like anything else. It's like any other organism. It wants to survive. Yeah, exactly. And like I've, I, I keep telling myself that, and like, I think I hope I'm getting better. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, but I, I hope so too. 
You got any pals down in Belmar? You got your Jersey Shore pals? Yeah, I have like I have friends from high school, but I don't really talk to them all that much. My but my closest friend is well, I have my best friend is down here, and she's like we're like sisters basically at this point. You hang out a lot. Yeah, it's like it's one of those friendships where like when we hang out, we literally do nothing. Like we'll just like sit on the couch and like. Maybe not even have the TV on, and we'll just like maybe fall asleep. Like we're like that comfortable with each other. That's a good friend. Yeah. And they go to a different school. Yeah. You don't see them except for the summers. Yeah, like she she stayed home. She went to a community college near us. I'm and, uh, almost certain I, I know which, which one. one. <laughs> As a Jersey resident, yeah. <laughs> I am certain I know which one. Oh, a Jersey Shore kid at a community college. Oh, really? Assume it's named after a I don't want to give myself away. <laughs> we'll bleep but it, yeah, but I assume it's, it's it's gotta be right? Oh no, it's close. Like it's it's actually Ah son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. We're bleeping all those names. We're bleeping all those names, but I guessed the wrong one. I guessed the wrong one. Son of a bitch. You're like an asshole. But that was a very, very good guess, I would say. <laughs> right? Although I don't think that's actually a community yeah. college. Who yeah, cares? I mean, anyway, who cares? My sister went there, but oh my god, I just said that, but uh, it's okay. It's she all right. Care. She doesn't listen. But um, oh, thanks. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she goes. She went to to the other place that you said, and like I consider it like community because <laughs> that's where everyone goes. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's where everybody goes down there. So yeah, and, yeah. My best friend, like, yeah, we go, like, we we drive together all the time. We like listen, we blast the music when we're driving. It's always it's always fun hanging out with her. That sounds fun. You ever guys yeah. ever do fun and, like, things that don't favorite... happen in the isolation of a car? Oh yeah, like well, we'll we go to like we go to a lot of concerts together. Like whenever I go to a show, like I like invite her with me, and um, it was funny though because like I invited her to like your show like a few weeks ago and like she said yes and then we were like but then like something came up and she couldn't come and then I was like oh I have an extra ticket and I don't know who to ask so like I invited my other friend uh who lives in the area and then like when you were like who forced someone to go to this show I was like oh my god don't raise your hand like I don't I didn't mean to force you but I kind of did it's okay your friend bailed and then <laughs> yeah, that's... convinced me that's okay some people like me. Some people like me and actively want to come to my shows. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that as like a like a thing at you. But sick like, burn. Drive at you. A sick burn. Yeah, you burned no, me hard, dude. I would definitely, I would definitely say you're just niche, like a little bit. What was that? I would just say like you're like a niche comedian. Like I'm a niche comedian. Oh, people great. who know you like love you. Oh God, this is my nightmare. No, no, in the best way, in the best sense. What do I got? How many years do I got to... Oh, how many years do I got to go no, before no, I'm not great. niche? I was niche back when I still had a full respectable hairline, and I'm still niche now. And... No, I don't need to hurt you at all. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I just no. threw my glasses on the table. Oh, God. Niche. No, I feel so bad. No, we were so good. No, someday mainstream, sometimes I'll, someday I'll be embraced. 
No, like my other favorite comedian is a a Bo Burnham, and like I wouldn't consider him mainstream. But like, be honest, maybe would, that's just me. Be, let's be honest. Would you consider Bo Burnham as more mainstream and successful than me? Be honest. I mean, <laughs> in terms of like my friends knowing him, I would say yes. But but like it doesn't mean it's better. And in terms of financial stability and long-term career prospects, too. <laughs> no. no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that Where at all. Be, let's be honest, and you can be honest again. Be honest again. Okay. <laughs> who's number one? Who's number two? Be honest. Oh my god. Um, uh, I really can't. We both I know really it's Bo. Pick. We both know Bo's number one. Come on. No. He plays no, piano. It's very different. He plays piano. He's so charming and like so smart. His stuff, no, like cause his stuff is like all, like I mean to a certain degree is all made up. And like it's not really stories from his life or anything like that. It's just like a fabricated show and like experience where yours is very authentic and like true and real. And like I feel like it's different. This is a very nice way of you saying that I'm number two. Oh, no, <laughs> not at all. Who are your other favorites? I would say split equal. <laughs> I, I really can't. I can't choose. Who are your other favorites? Oh, God, I'm niche. I'm a niche. <laughs> no, niche oh, comedian. God. I'm so sorry. Niche. No. <laughs> I would say I'm I'm niche in, in my life, if that makes <laughs> you feel better. I'm <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> 37-year-old relatively successful person at this point who just forced a, a depressed 21-year-old to give me a pep talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. No, I, lo I love you. Like, that's not about you, but I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Now, wait, what's your summer job? What's your summer job? Um, well, I just got an internship at um, an insurance company. And um, basically, I'm just, right now, I'm just making, like, cold calls and things like that to different businesses asking them if they want like employee benefits oh wow it's gonna be a long kind of yeah it's gonna be a long summer huh <laughs> yeah like it's it's so demoralizing at some points because like you just call people and then they like hang up on you and and like no one wants your benefits even though you're trying to help them yeah and things like that you apply for internship with chris gethard show apply for one of those I, I would have. I should have. We haven't taken them yet. You still can. Oh my! Uh, I re I will. I will apply. I'm not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, I can't do you any favors. I don't know who you are, and I'm not making any. I don't do the interviews yeah. myself. Well, you should apply. Maybe come hang out with us for the summer. Who knows? And then at the end, after our last yeah. episode, you quietly say, "Hey, that was me." And then I look you in the eye and go, "I knew the whole time because you have the most distinctive voice <laughs> I've ever heard." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like just being on here, like, if my friends are listening, they'll know it's me. Like, it's not hard. They have to. I mean. <laughs> to distinguish. You have a pixie-ish voice. You constantly giggle, and you have just the slight <laughs> traces of a New Jersey accent. Very distinctive. Very distinctive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got eight minutes like, left. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to say something like, like, it's stupid, but I want to say something, like, meaningful and important. Like, I don't know. The floor is yours. I'm going to shut up. 
You take a second, think about oh, it. Oh no! Like I mean, drop something meaningful <laughs> no, and I important. Have, like, <laughs> like the thing. Like I want to be like, you know. I feel like I'm like. Oh, this is now. I'm gonna sound like such a millennial again. Like I want to be like the cool person in like a John Green novel, like where like you have the cigarette. And, like, that's a metaphor. <laughs> John Green. <laughs> that he's not my favorite author. Like. I'll say, I'll be honest, like 100% honest about that. He's not my favorite author at all. Who is? Who's your favorite but, author? <laughs> um, I would probably say Brett Easton Ellis is my favorite. Oh, nice. I was certain you were going to say uh, J.K. Rowling. American Psycho is my favorite. Oh, no. I've never read any of the Harry Potter books, and I should. Everyone yeah. loves them. Me neither. <laughs> Yet another thing we have in common. People tell me they're great. My wife is like, <laughs> you in particular would flip out. Harry, yeah. Harry in the booth is like, nodding Harry. his head yes, that I would flip out over Harry Potter. <laughs> you get an internship yeah. at the Chris Gethard Show, me and you start a Harry Potter book club. How's that sound? That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, I love to read. Um, I could talk about books. The I love, least I love millennial sentence I could talk ever said. That's the least millennial sentence <laughs> ever said. I love to read. I could talk about books all day. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah. Like, American Psycho is my favorite book. And, um, like, I know the book, like, it, there's so much controversy, like, around that book because it just, I don't know if you, have you ever read it? No, I've seen the movie, though. Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, the book is, if you could think of the goriest things you've ever heard or read, like, it's hard to read the book in the sense that, like, it's so graphic and, and violent and just horrible, like all, a lot of the things that are being said. But um, but I, but I love it because, like, in a way, it shows, like, how desensitized our society has become towards, like, violence and, like, just how, like, there's so much misogyny and so much racism and things like that. And, like, I just think it's the best book there is. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love that you said you wanted to drop something meaningful and profound and then gave us a book report on American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll never be able to be as poetic as I hope to be. But... That's okay. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I could try, I guess, but <laughs> no use, I think. But I... yeah. <laughs> and then. You know, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I like you, and I think you're going to turn out okay. I think you're going to push through this depression. <laughs> I really hope you do, because I think you're cool. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're cool as well. Not as cool as Bo Burnham, but I'm pretty cool. <laughs> no, equally as cool. No, he's I definitely I cooler than favorites. I am. He's definitely cooler than I am. <laughs> like, all jokes aside, Bo's super cool. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. Have you ever met him not. or anything? Yeah, it's funny. I, I met him. There's a big comedy festival in Montreal, and many years ago, um, I was there and I was getting some food with a friend, and she was like a mutual friend to both of us. And he sat down, and uh, he was a real sweet dude. And I'll say this too: I only knew Bo as like a YouTube guy, and I think amongst comedians, there's a little pretentiousness <laughs> about like, oh, YouTube star. Um, and I had, yeah. I had heard his name and not experienced it much. And then I sat down. He was such a thoughtful, smart, very – and he was just a teenager at this point. Very thoughtful, smart, open mm -hmm. guy. 
And I immediately said, wow, there is something very special about this person. And then I went back and actually watched all this stuff. And I was like, oh, there is a very clear, quiet brilliance to this that extends well beyond um, the YouTube stereotype. And Bo and I are not the closest. We've only met once or twice. I assume he will never hear this, but I really... Uh, <laughs> It was really eye-opening. It's one of those, you know, one of those moments every every once in a blue moon as a creative person, you wind up around someone else and you go, oh, this person is very, there's something very, very special about this person. So all jokes about my insecurity about your love of Bo Burnham aside, <laughs> I do think that there's something very special about him for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean to shift it towards him, but like, because I honestly think you're both special in your own own ways. I'm a lot of people's second favorite comedian. I'm a lot of people's second favorite (laughs) comedian. You don't have to make me feel better about it. I'm happy to be a lot of people's number two. A lot of people's number two. No, no, no way. (laughs) A lot of people who love John Mulaney are also pretty all right with me. That's my career. That's okay. That's all right. A lot of people who love Mike (laughs) Birbiglia. A lot of people love Mike Birbiglia. Tolerate me. Don't think twice. It was great. Well, yeah, you're an improv nerd. It was so, yeah, I definitely, I saw that in theaters, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, that's Chris Gethard. And, like, my uncle was like, oh, my God, he's great. And I was like, you like him, too? And I was like, oh, my God. And it was like, we had a whole discussion about it. Be honest. You had to explain who I was to your uncle. No, I swear, he knew. He, he's all he's all into everything improv, too, so. Oh, that uncle, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got two minutes left. I don't know if I've given you what you needed in this call. We got two minutes to clear up. What else? What else? What else can we talk about? What do you need? How can I help? Oh my God! I don't even know. I I feel like just honestly, just talking with you for this hour, it it helped me like a lot. Like even though we like, it's like I don't know. Like it, it just talking for me out loud is cathartic in a way. I hope you do and, more because um, you got a lot to say and you're a great conversationalist. Really, you are. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, I'm just so surprised I actually got on. Like, I, I never thought I would actually be able to talk to you. <laughs> it's okay. And what, let's loop it back around to the beginning. This boy. You, mm-hmm. Why don't you meet up? Yeah. You're going to meet up at all this summer? You're going to call him? How do you think this is going to end? Yeah. In your heart of hearts, how does this end? I feel like I won't have the confidence to call him or like be like hey let's meet up and do something together but i don't know i feel like it's gonna somewhere in my heart even though like that sounds stupid but like (laughs) somewhere like deep down i have like a visceral feeling like it's gonna work out and like that's not a feeling i get a whole lot (laughs) and it's just i feel i feel okay about about him and about how things are gonna turn out you say you don't have the confidence. I feel like in 45 seconds when that bell rings, you should call him, see how he's doing. If you can talk to me. You can talk to him. <laughs> I, I I guess so. Yeah, I hope so. You're not going to, are you? I ya? should. You're not going to, though, are you? Probably not. Most <laughs> 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 likely not. <laughs> okay. Well, I did my best. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you no, you did as much as you could. I hope you find your confidence. It's up to me, I guess. Sincerely, I hope you find your confidence because you've been a pleasure to talk to. Thank you. You seem super cool. Thank you so much. I, I hope people tell you <laughs> that you're super cool. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I hope so, too. Thanks so much to our caller for calling. I hope you call, I hope you are. I hope you, I hope, if you didn't call the asexual boy right after the call, I hope that you're calling him now after you heard it. Because you so clearly like him and you have so much respect for him. And that's the important part, right? Got all that respect for how he's going to handle things. See how it's going to go. I hope you find your confidence. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn who helped build this show in the early days. And thank you to Jared O'Connell, Harry Nelson in the booth, helping me get through these things. The guiding, the guiding uh, infrastructure of this ship as it sails wherever you, the listener, wants it to go. Thank you to Shell Shag for all the music throughout the show. You guys are the best. Good seeing you the other night. Want to know more about me and if I'm ever getting out on the road? ChrisGeth.com. You can find all that info. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really does help so, so much. So please do so. I'll stop with all the plugs. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your day. Maybe I'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com beautiful and use the code beautiful to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, some weird guy says whatever pops into his brain. Yeah, talk me through your internal monologue as you process for the first time a, a salad spinner. Why don't you just speak out loud what's going through your head, and I'll shut up. Okay. Well, I'm looking at this thing, and first of all, it just looks like a ball to me, but it's got this little tool on top. Whoa. Uh, and I actually said, what do you know? <laughs> I would literally just buy this just to pull the string like over and over again and just watch it turn around. I wouldn't use this for salad. I'd just put anything in here and just... <laughs> I could just mix up any little ingredients, huh? <laughs> I think you need to buy wow. that. I think you need to purchase that thing you're holding in your hands right now. Sounds like peer pressure. <laughs> How's your peer pressure? You just said you loved it. You just I'll, I'll flipped out. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, Kevin Pollock here. I've been asked to give you a couple of reasons why you should listen and enjoy Kevin Pollock's chat show. First of all, I put my name in the title. There's reason number one. What I do is I invite people in uh, from all walks of life, mostly show business, uh, and, ha- and make them so damn comfortable that they have no option but to uh, spill it, spill it all, uh, their trajectory of uh, life and career. And uh, here's some of the great guests that you may uh, tune into as a sampler plate. Tom Hanks, Elon Musk, Seth MacFarlane, Brian Cranston. That's four names. And it's the longest interview that any of them have ever given. Tom Hanks, for example, two hours and 42 minutes. He's a talker. Listen to Kevin Pollack's chat show podcast every Tuesday right here on the Earwolf Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Earwolf.
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.